I grew up in a small town in back of the beyond northern Michigan, not just northern Michigan, but northern northern Michigan. The town was so small that the 7-Eleven was only open from 9 to 5. So when I tell you that the cemetery is on the edge of town, you'll understand that that means it's only three blocks from the center of the city. It's called Lakeview Cemetery, and that's because it sits high on a prehistoric shoreline of Lake Michigan dating back to around 10 to 12,000 years ago. The graveyard is appropriately named because it has a beautiful view of the present lake stretching out on the horizon below. When I was a child, my grandmother would take me on walks through the graveyard, pointing out the graves of people she knew. Her parents and grandparents are buried there, a brother, Wilfred, who was injured in World War I and died later. Three of her children who died in infancy are also there, along with some friends who died in the great influenza epidemic of 1918. Now, you might think that spending time strolling through a cemetery was morbid, but it was not. It was simply a way of reaffirming for her a connection with the people whom she knew and loved. And because she knew and loved them, they were more alive to her than dead. My grandmother was not a theologian. She didn't even finish eighth grade. But she had an innate Catholic intuition that death is not a dead end in the lives of the baptized. But this is not how death has come to be understood in modern culture. It is commonly believed that when someone dies, their ties with those they leave behind are cut off. They remain unaware of the events that take place in our lives as though they existed in a cone of silence, if I can borrow the term from the old Get Smart TV show from the 60s. But this has never been Catholic belief. Rather, the deceased are always present to the living as a part of a community of prayer in which the saints and all those in heaven intercede for us and we in turn intercede for the souls in the intermediate state of purgatory. My grandmother knew this by intuition. So the question is, how did she learn it? And the simple answer is, she learned it from the liturgy itself, where the souls of those outside time unite with us within time in a single community at prayer. Liturgically, the dead were remembered in almost every public prayer we ever had with the Latin formula, requiem eternam dona eis domine et perpetua luceat eis. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. We prayed to the saints to intercede for us before God, and we celebrated their feast days, aware that they were mystically present to and for us as helpers. Every home had what was called a last rites crucifix on the wall. It was hollow inside. Some of you have one. It was hollow inside with a little holes in either wing for two small candles and a bottle of holy water. They were always set up on a table when the priest came to give the last rites and viaticum to the dying. And when someone died, they were buried with the solemn and dignified funeral rites of the Requiem Mass. 
All Souls' Day meant for us the opportunity to intercede for those still being purified after death. We took all this very seriously because, as we were told, every soul counts. It was through the liturgy that my grandmother learned that the living and the dead are all present in the same place together, right here, right now, united in prayer before the God who does not know death, nor does he even recognize it. All of this, the personal and public prayer, was built on what theologians have come to call the three states of the church, the church triumphant, the church militant, and the church suffering. We celebrated the church triumphant yesterday when we remembered the vast throng of saints who stand before the throne of the Lamb, rejoicing in their salvation. The church suffering are those being purified by the enlightening fire of the Holy Spirit. But their suffering comes from leaving the old self behind and taking on a new self conformed to Christ. If death were merely a brute fact of human existence, a one-way journey into a void, we really wouldn't need the church. We wouldn't need religion at all. There are other systems of belief that do that. The purpose of our faith is to learn how to live and how to die in the sure hope that the God who gave us life and willed to save us in Christ will raise us up to new life on the last day. A community remembering and praying for its dead means that one day there will be people in this church here on All Souls Day praying for you and I.